This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. And with John Mann. John Mann is one of the founding board members for SOM International. Now, John has been on the board for over 15 years. Uh, David, tell us a little bit about how you and John got SOM up off the ground. Well, John is and I are in the same church together and for years and uh, when I was first attending our local fellowship, I was traveling seven or six weekends and then taking a seventh weekend off. So I didn't get to know a lot of people. And uh, my wife sometimes joked she felt like a, a single mom because I was traveling so much. But I began to hear more and more about this John Mann guy. Everybody knew him. He was like the governor, you know, and um, and, and how much John had done. <laughs> Finally, true. he and I connected and got to know John more and more and just his huge heart for the kingdom and for the work and just he was on a ton of boards and he's just a natural leader and it, truly he came um he to be one of the most godly men i knew and and then i was honored to become a dear friend he was the first person i approached when this whole idea of starting this ministry came up and really i joke with john all the time that everything we're doing in, in the ministry now is uh is you, you're doing because uh he, he was an instrumental part of this and so john and i are the only ones now left on the board who are the charter original members and so it's such an honor to have john on today and i want to John to share kind of his um, story and, you know, how God, he sees uh, God worked in his original days. And then we'll, you know, work up to really what's going on now. But welcome to At Risk Radio, brother. This first we've had John. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a joy to be with you guys and to, to share what God's doing in our lives and around the world. I'm glad to be here. Well, you and I, John, have a lot of history now, and we've traveled overseas together. You know every part of this ministry, and now even yeah. in your retirement age, you're you're even uh, volunteering your time. So it's just amazing the resource that you bring to the table. And I want to tap into that, John, for our listening audience here for to get your perspective. Uh, you know, first of all, why don't you share with everybody like what's your story coming to Christ, and then ultimately, you know, helping found in our relationship. Uh, Spirit of Martyrdom International. Yeah, well, I, I came to Christ when I was 18 years old. I came from a, a background of ranching and cowboying and all that kind of thing in Colorado. And uh, the name of the Lord Jesus was never spoken too much positively in, in that arena. But it along the way, God just kept pouring on my heart to do a search. I had an uncle that committed suicide and that opened my heart to saying, what is life really all about? And through a long process with a young life of ministries, I came to Christ and found myself uh, not very long after that in Bible college for uh, during Vietnam era and had to cancel school because of an injury mm -hmm. and got drafted. And so uh, but I was sent to Germany at that at that time. Found the love of my life in in Phoenix, Arizona, where I was going to Bible college. At the time, it was Southwestern Bible. It's now Arizona Christian University. Oh. Now, see, I didn't know that, John. I'm also a Southwestern Bible guy. Really? Um, 
yeah, I got I got a degree out of there. And so I, we, we have a connection that yet I didn't know. Yeah. Well, I got drafted because I had to quit school because of this cowboy injury. And uh, Paul and I, I got, I got sent to Vietnam and then I got changed to Germany. It was really a, quite a miracle, another story. But ended up with uh, Paul as my wife uh, in 1971. And I got over there and everybody had their wives over there. And I thought, well, why not bring mine, you know? And so we ended up in Germany, which is where I first came in contact with what was called the persecuted church. Hmm. And I went to a conference in Salzburg, Germany, where I met with a bunch of guys that were part of the Brother uh, Andrew Ministries back in those days. A guy named Les Tidball, and he was one that was sneaking Bibles into the uh, secret churches in Romania and different countries all around that part of the world. And it just touched me that there were people that were being persecuted for the name of Jesus. And that lasted for a while, and I got out, went back to Bible college for a little while, and then uh, through some sicknesses, we ended up in Flagstaff, where my wife was raised, and I got to be a youth pastor uh, while I was going to NAU. Graduated from NAU. Uh, uh, long story there, I, I continued to support the, uh, the persecuted church through VOM back in those days. And I watched Wycliffe get pulled out of Columbia and, and, and praying for them. And my heart continued to break for the persecuted church, but didn't know what I could do with it, except maybe do a few mission trips. And I did a few mission trips to not such an area of persecution, but more of, of an areas where it was very poverty stricken. Mm -hmm. And then off to through a lot of circumstances that ended up in Cottonwood, Arizona as an accountant and, and tax preparer. Uh, and somewhere along the way, I kept seeing this beautiful blonde girl walking through church every day with two children and hardly ever could see the dad with them. And I was wondering what in the world's going on. And my, my ministries have all been based on relationships. I want to build relationships. I used restaurants to do that, mainly Randall's. A lot of people know about that. And David has pointed out that John Mann, I hear John Mann's name all over the place. And I had started a lot of ministries at that time. The Old Town Mission, uh, Rusty's Morning Star Ranch, I helped get it going. I was with them for 25 years as, uh, uh, on the board. And then that's when David connected with me. And we decided to have lunch together. And guess where? Uh, at the relationship builder place, uh, Randall's. <laughs> and David shared his vision. And I, in my heart, in mind, thought of the visions of my heart over the years of the persecuted church. And I had been reading a lot of articles through VOM. Through that meeting, I looked across at David and said, David, what's stopping you from doing this? And 
I think his first question was, I don't know. I just, it's just on my heart. I need, I need some help. I need some, I need men to link with me and do this. And I said, well, you got a man, let's just do it. I'll do it. Even though my name's John Mayen. I didn't mean it in that <laughs> manner. I meant it John Mayen, the man that can help you. You know, I, I actually wasn't thinking about a 501c3 because it was around the book, Fearless Love in the Midst of Terror. And I was talking to you of how do I handle this of distributed and even income. And um, and you were the one that just dropped in like, well, why don't you just make a 501c3? I thought, really? You could do that? <laughs> but, you know, we got to go to a break. I'm going to let Mark <laughs> yeah, we come do. out. And I want We want to hear more of that story and build it to starting this mystery. Sure. Yeah, so we're going to run to a break. When we get back, we'll be uh, here with John Mann talking about how SOM got off the ground and uh, how God has worked miraculously to really provide for SOM over the years. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt, the CEO of SOM International, and with John Mann, one of of his board members and one of the founding members on the board of SOM International. Now, John, as you were talking, I remember my experience with Randall's. Uh, I planted a church years ago in the Cottonwood Verde Valley area, and that's where we did our very first meeting, Uh, rented the place out for the night. Randall's had his whole spread for us, and we gathered people together and dream about a new church that we wanted to start in the area. And so it's it's neat how that has been a connection place in that community for a lot of years. Well, uh, continue on with your story, talking about how SOM got started and how um, how these things came together in a way that was really kind of amazing. Yes, it is amazing. And the story continues to be amazing as we applied for the 501c3 to get going, mm. we got that off and running faster than any 501c3 that I had ever applied for. And that seemed like uh, God was just pouring his heart out on us. And we, we we started meeting right away, looking for board members. And then God gave us some men and women to serve on the board at that time. And then how do we make it? How do we make this work? And the planning and the structures and the, the accounting and and uh, the working with re- building relationships right from the very get-go. We built relationships and those relationships were already prominently established by David's connections in his worldwide ventures uh, through uh, VOM. And we, we, we started by letting David continue to work with VOM and that's how we got started. We we preached for VOM, but we got connections. We got people's names. They let us take the, the cards that were signed at the David speaking events, and we built our base. 
with people from those meetings. And David was speaking nearly every week and sometimes more than one time a week. And that was, that went on for what, four or five years, David? Yeah. In the beginning days, uh, John, I was, I was speaking three to four times a week. Again, yeah. every six, wow. uh, every uh, six weekends I was out. And, you know, I think the time that we bonded uh, was immediately that first year we went to Columbia together. Remember, um, there was three of us, two board, uh, three board members that went to Columbia. T- how did that uh, experience impact you in these beginning days? Well, Columbia became a source for me of the energy, the Holy Spirit energy, to really settle in and become a, a part of this, what I thought would be develop into a large ministry someday. Uh, I didn't think it would grow as fast as it did, but it did. We went down there and we met with Russell Stendhal and traveled around. We went to Loma Linda where Wycliffe was. We we saw where original martyrs were buried from that whole scene of war. And Russell impacted my heart. We As we traveled around the country with him and saw the the danger that we were sometimes in and didn't even know it. One night I was with Russell and I said, Russell, tell me, how does the Holy Spirit lead you to where you hear it and then you immediately obey it, that pressure of the Holy Spirit? And he looked at us as a group and he said, when you hear and feel the touch of the Holy Spirit on your heart, obey it immediately but make sure you have a clean heart because God uses clean hearts. And that put a conviction over me. I mean, having a walking with a clean heart on a daily basis so that the Holy Spirit can use you is an amazing thing. And I encourage people to make sure your heart is clean before the Lord and then you will have the Holy Spirit inflicting into your life. John, I'm so glad you told that story because I think that's so key to what we see God flourishing around the world, working with clean-hearted people and what you and I have certainly been impacted by and and hopefully a a real leadership principle today for serving the church in risk is that our, our brothers and sisters, we know every day they risk their lives. So they have to be led by the Holy Spirit. I mean, to misinterpret the Holy Spirit could be serious consequences. And they've learned that that's a life and death thing. And because of that, they're clean channels. So we're seeing so much, you know, just fruit. Um, John, you, it's so rich. We got to bring you back. So this is episode one. We want to encourage people to listen to episode two here. We're going to continue to interview for another session because I, I want the listeners to hear more of that process into really where we are today. So the vision God's even put on your heart and what you're doing. So Mark, I'm going to let you bring us out, but everybody stay tuned for next week as we're going to bring part two with uh, interview with John. Sure. Yeah. We want to encourage you as you step out and becoming a better leader in the kingdom of God and uh, at risk radio invites you to get involved with those who risk much for Jesus. You can get involved by subscribing to our newsletter. You can get that at atriskradio.com. You can also help this podcast by subscribing to it or sharing it with a friend. And lastly, At Risk Radio, SOM International, they're funded by people who support this ministry. You can sign up to be a monthly donor at 
spiritofmartyrdom.com. You can also buy books in our bookstore. Hey, you know, we're working on a new bookstore, so that's exciting. But right now that bookstore is sitting at spiritofmartyrdom.com and David's book, um, Fearless Love in the Midst of Terror. Did I get that right, David? I've only been doing this for years yep. for you. Um, <laughs> you nailed it. I, I hope I remember the name of your book. That That is one always one of the featured books at the Spirit of Martyrdom bookstore. So you can pick that up there, any donation, and we'll send that to you. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.